Hello and welcome to Bored and Sassy. I'm Val. And I'm Sam. And we're here to bring you Disney news, discussion, and opinions with a sassy grown-up bent. Today we're going to talk about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, Midday Magic Tickets, and more silly shit. So our first story today in the news of Disney is that uh, Walt Disney World has a $299 basically unlimited not-so-scary pass for this year. The only night that you can't go is Halloween night itself. You can go every single other night up to 35 times if you want for $299, which is basically three times the cost of a regular ticket. Right, and... Obviously, Halloween night is going to be the the most sold out party, I presume. So you're probably better off picking several other nights unless you really feel strongly about celebrating yeah. on the day itself. It's super curious to me because when we went last year, we went to two parties. Neither one was like empty. So I'm curious because usually when you do something like a season ticket, and I am saying this because my theater group just actually decided that we were doing season tickets. The reason you tend to do it is because you have guaranteed upfront revenue. So you can say, instead of waiting to see how many people purchase tickets for my shows, instead of, you know, if I have a show in September, December, February, and May, Instead of waiting for those points to recognize the revenue, you're recognizing perhaps a slightly lower percentage of it, but you're recognizing it all up front before like that September date. That's the weird thing for me here is that like they didn't even roll this out until the first party. Basically, you can upgrade if you have current tickets. Um, I don't I don't think that they need the revenue. So what my expectation would otherwise then be is that they wanted to make sure that the parties were all closer to full. But I don't feel like there's a problem with that. Like, maybe the stats are somewhere from last year. I, I know we were able to go to two during our trip because, like, the second one we went to wasn't sold out. Um, and it was in October even. But it feels weird to me that, like, they would be trying to fill them this way. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. I'm wondering if they are anticipating that they will not be sold out. I wonder if it's also in part because of the attention on Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, so what I'm curious about is if this is just a, you know, eh, why not move on their part? Because I would strongly suspect that your average not-so-scary partygoer goes fewer than three times. So they yes. figure we can offer something that is only worth it if you go three-plus times, and the likelihood that people will actually get more than its value on average is not that high. Mm. And even if they do, even if they go six times or something like that, Disney's still getting 300 bucks out of them when and, they may have only gone once. Right. And all their snack purchases and yada yep. yada. So I think, yeah. I mean, I think it makes, it makes sense. It's just interesting because obviously unless you're a local, it's not going to make sense. And it does feel like maybe locals are not as much the target demographic for these kinds of events anyway, because like, I don't know, I guess you could go, but it does feel like it's more like the families that come down with their kids and blah, blah, blah. But so I don't know. do these, do these get just subtracted from every night or do you have to register for each I night? I have no once idea. You have to pass? Because like, like a sold out party 
like could could you not make it into a sold out party? That's a good like, point. There are some some sticky pieces there because well, and that's that's what I was. That's why I'm so curious about it because I think it's um, I I would think that you wouldn't just be able to do this that easily, and I am curious as to how you are able to if you have good party attendance. Which again, I thought that they did, but again, maybe the fact that the second one during our last trip or during our October trip wasn't um, sold out. Like maybe that's a sign that they don't sell out as much. I don't know. Um, let yeah, me see I'm, if I can see. I'm wondering if they're, if they're just because of the number of average trips that actually occurred during that party season. I'm wondering if people are only going to one on average, which means that, you know, then there are presumably a number of parties during that group of people stay that they could be going to and they're not going to all of them which means that you know there's there's going to be some vacancy so i think this may just be uh, an attempt to drive up repeat attendance for for stays or for people who really love halloween and are in the area yeah. i think that's pretty likely too, wonder... to backfill with locals i mean it doesn't say anything about like having to re um like having to um register for specific ones but it also does say like they're limited in quantity and they may not be available they may no longer be available at any time so it might be that they're only selling and not like maybe they're only selling a few hundred of them anyway so there's very little chance that that would actually like even if the event had technically sold out it would still be nowhere near the park's actual capacity so like maybe that's part of it is that the capacity is self-imposed there and they could change it at any time anyway. So maybe that's the plan is just to say like, well, we're, you know, we're going to sell these. And if you come on a night that's sold out, like you still get to come in. I don't know. It's, it feels yeah, what's the What's the capacity of Magic Kingdom generally? Oh, the total capacity? Yeah. You're going to have to hold on while I Google hold that. Please. No, I, I, I can't remember. Or, I mean, whatever the party capacity was. The party remember. capacity, I feel like I remember hearing was like... <sighs> it's, yeah, so the, the actual capacity is... About a hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, it'll close before that number, but like right. the actual expected capacity is like I feel like twenty five thousand was the number. Yeah, that's a. I think that's reason. what the cast member that was off duty yeah. on our party night yep, yep, told yep. us for, for that was Christmas. Christmas. But, yeah, yeah, but I do. I think it was something like that. So you know, filling it to only a quarter full. So again, so, a few, so if they sell point, a few hundred, then like, eh. The other thing they could do there, I mean, it may not even be a few hundred, like they could sell, you know, 5,000 of those passes or right, something. Right, And then say, okay, on average, we're going to have a maximum of, you know, 10% of those. Right. So 500 right. extra yep. people is no big deal. I'm sure this is like super fun analytics too. And like then, I'm sure they're going to track them separately right. and then they're going to go, how did this go? And then yeah. next year they'll sell more, you know? Well, and, and the other thing there is then, worst case scenario, all 5,000 of those tickets show up on the same party night, and a party goes from, a sold out party goes from 25,000 to 30,000, which is not great, but it's not like a it's legal not concern. It's not, right, concern, exactly. Yeah. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like they are over capacity. It's just, you know, people might be grumbly because it's busier than it, it should be um, for what people expect for a party, but you know, Disney probably would be okay with the freak right. occurrence of everyone. And like people complain you know. anyway. Like people, we can, right. we didn't like like the Christmas party when we went. Oh, we're like, it how felt the hell so busy. Freaking people here. Yeah. So 
either way, someone's going to complain about it being crowded anyway. So what the hell yep. if there's an extra 5,000, who cares? Right. Um, overall, I think it's an interesting idea. Kind of jealous that we don't live down there because it would be neat to be able to go just like a zillion times. It's such a good parade. Because the parade I and would the go, stage show right. are so good. I would um, pay for this in a heartbeat if I lived down there to just go for the parade and the show. Yeah, so definitely regularly. something worth considering if you have the ability to go multiple times. This is a very ticket-heavy episode this week. Uh, Disney also introduced Midday Magic Tickets, where you can go to the parks after noon for basically $28 to $29 a day cheaper than a normal ticket. Um, the, The discount is a tiny bit higher when you do four day but it's literally like a dollar. Uh, it's not like a half price ticket or anything, but it is a decent amount um, cheaper. If you're staying on property, you can do magic, extra magic hours. You just can't do the morning ones, obviously, like the right. early morning ones. But the, there's a little chart that compares them with the regular um, tickets. And it does, like it specifies early morning magic hour uh, extra magic hour access no so i'm like oh cool then you could if you were staying on property you could do evening emh and honestly like this might be an option if they keep them around if we don't get ap's a couple of years from now because like that we don't often go to the parks early anyway like yeah. i hang around in the room until at least like 11 so well and how does this work like can you mix these with regular tickets or it's the same like multi-day in a row kind of tickets and this is these prices also that I don't know if 28 is always consistent. Like these are, um, I think these are one park per day. Like I didn't do. Yeah. My, my question is like, could you do uh, a midday magic ticket for your arrival day and then a regular, so it's your whole stay has to be this. I mean, you can't in the four day, like I'm, you could, you could get like a two day midday magic and then. Right, but that's obviously not worth it because exactly. then it's two separate yeah. trips. So that's worth so I don't. Of, yeah. I don't believe so. Although yeah. they might like the with the way that they upgrade stuff, they might do an upgrade. I don't know if they've if anyone's even figured. Yeah, so you can add a park hopper um, to it. I don't think you can. Um, I mean, it doesn't say anything about being able to like upgrade one day, but at the same time, like. If you were going to give them more money, they might let you, but it's not outlined that you can mix and match like that. No, it's intended to be that you purchase this many in a row. Right. It's just a whole, a whole trip or stay or whatever, where you are just showing up at parks afternoon. Yep. And to like, like the other tickets, they have a use window. So like the three day ticket expires five days after the date you selected to start. Right, right. So you could do like a day at Disney, a couple days at Universal and your other two at Disney. So like, it's definitely one of those. Um, There aren't, it only is a two day, three day or four day option. You can't choose it for like up to 10 days the way that you can the regular tickets. Um, It's only that two or three or four day 
option, but it's an interesting, I mean, it really, it's an interesting option to me for um, folks like us who like to take the mornings in our room for people who like are going with their teenagers who like don't like to get up in the morning. That's really super stereotypy of me, but I remember myself as a teenager. So I assume it's still a thing. I don't want to wake up to rope drop. The TV shows still make fun of it. So. <laughs> um, but it, I do see like if there's a reason if you're a, if you're super budget constrained or B, if there's a reason that you don't like to go into the parks anyway, like. I can see this being a reasonable option for me. I would obviously want it to be like, be able to do a five or six day, but yeah, I think, I think this is definitely an an interesting option as well for, you know, I I think that they, they threw this out there uh, in part because the ticket prices going up means that people are going to be looking to, you know, squeeze extra savings wherever they can. So something like this may be very appealing for, you know, someone doing a fairly short trip, that they want to to still, you know, get the full experience, but, you know, maybe hanging out at their hotel and having breakfast or, you know, doing other things, going to Disney Springs in the morning or something like that um, is going to be just fine for them. And they can save some money anyway and just fit in stuff that they would do not in the parks uh, in the mornings yeah. instead. Or if you're a person who, like, also, like us, likes to stay out late in the right. parks. Like, if you like the parks at night specifically... This is a great option because if yep. you're just going to go, want to go later in the day, like you don't want to start super early because then you're going to be super tired. Like the first few years where we did like 13 or 15 hour days or whatever. That's a good point though, too, is if we were going to do, like we had talked about doing a, a, a trip, maybe like a weekend or a long weekend trip just for the hell of it for um, a, a special event or something like that. If you're planning on going to an event that is in the evenings oh, yeah. anyway or something like that, if we weren't pass holders, yeah. then something like this would be a great fit for like a weekend trip specifically for uh, a, a party type thing where then yeah. we or also like wanted, you know, candlelight processional tickets. or right. whatever, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like yep. last year when we went in December, if we weren't AP, like this would have been a great option. So that's another interesting thing that they're doing. I do think that. Maybe we'll see some more experimentation like this because of all of the bullshit <clears throat> ticket changes that they've done in the last while. Uh, because I do think that's the point. Like the biggest issue that I have with the way they changed the ticket pricing is that it obfuscates increases after they had already increased them recently. And I think what they're doing is they're now trying to go, ah, but see, we're giving you a cheaper option because they know that some people have seen through their bullshit also. Um yeah, and yeah. I think they also, I think they're trying a bunch of stuff like this. Like you said, not necessarily because it's going to make them a ton of money or be a super popular option or anything like that, but just because they're interested in what people want. And this is something where they can just get some data on this and be like, hey, that weird midday magic tickets thing that we did yeah. for six months. Yeah, people loved that. Yeah. We should maybe try and bake in uh, time-based pricing for, yeah. you know, partial day tickets. Yeah, but it, it might signal to them that their fucking prices are too high. Right. <laughs> but yes, yeah. So I think it's an, it's an interesting option and it's something that you should definitely try to take advantage of if you're going down and uh, it would suit your touring style. Now it's time for the Silly Shit in Disney Films Corner! Today's topic is something I realized today. 
in Ratatouille, that film is coming from Remy's perspective. You see at the end that he is telling the story to a bunch of other rats over the new restaurant that they form at the end of the film. In Ratatouille, Remy also constantly has the ghost of Gusto telling him to do things and encouraging him and talking to him and whatever, who acknowledges at one point that he's a figment of uh, Remy's imagination. Is he just telling this story to all of those rats, admitting that he'd been having conversations with a hallucinated figment of his imagination for like six months? Like, it is because it's not as weird telling it to us because, like, ah, it's a Disney film. And obviously you're suspending your disbelief anyway because it's a rat talking and cooking and shit. But, like, it's it's magical or, or oh, there's a spirit or whatever. But, like, he, he, you could say, you could believe as an audience member that it was actually the spirit of this dude and not just him imagining things. But he's telling it to a bunch of other rats like, are they looking for him? Are they like, so do you still see him? Do you st- does he still give you recipe help? Like, so, so here's the thing with that: the story is told, even though it it is sort of through the lens of Remy's experience. It is uh, told from an om- omniscient perspective, so it does hop around to perspectives where, like, you get to see. Uh, like phone calls to the health inspector that there's no way Remy experienced that. He had no idea that that happened. There was no way that he knew that that happened. So well, if he he's telling the, the story health showed up, what's that? The health inspector showed up so he could have surmised that he was called. He could have surmised. Yes. But like that specific interaction, like that humorous yeah. interaction on the phone is not something that Remy told to the other, to the other rats, unless he was just making shit up. Um, which is also right. fun. Um, but I think it's just as likely that even though the story is presented to the viewer with more information than Remy necessarily has, it's also just as reasonable to imagine that Remy may tell it as, you know, the story of, you know, oh, the the ghost of Gusto uh, talked to me. And even though the ghost of Gusto like, says, I'm a figment of your imagination, how the hell would I know that? Um, he may still not have really processed that in the moment. And he may still believe that it was just the actual ghost. Who knows? That's true. Because he was kind of freaking out at the moment anyway, and clearly hallucinating anyway. It just seems so weird. Like, it just (laughs) feels weird that he's sitting there in a room being like, here's all this cool stuff that happened. And then this tiny ghost man told me shit. And then all these cardboard (laughs) cutouts started talking to me. Like, because... Obviously, again, like it's visually presented to the audience, but he's supposed to be orally relating this story to the rats there. So what is he saying? Like, and then they all started talking to me. Like, I just don't. So maybe canonically, Remy's a a drug user. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe there are some very specific mushrooms that he enjoys. You know, rails with that one. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I mean, this was a consistent thing. It's, I mean, it's that, or it's a, a pretty spooky mental health thing so it's a weird fucking you know. movie anyway because like in the, also it I've, starts y- with a woman destroying her home because she saw two rats so like yeah well and there are lots and lots of other factors here and that we're already suspending our disbelief to 
presume that rats have yeah, as like I, very I, complex. I said that. You know. Yeah, I said that. I and like rodents that. are real cool, but I don't not think that they talk. I'm pretty yeah. sure that they don't actually talk. Yeah. So, although, hmm. <laughs> I mean, they communicate. Anyone can talk. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just, it just struck me as very strange when I was watching today. And I love that movie. Like, it's, it's weird as hell. Um, But it's weird in a wonderful way. I mean, they're, they're also, I'm sure we've talked about uh, previously, how the hell does pulling someone's hair control their body? Like, humans actually have cheat codes that are, you know, uh, secretly we're all marionettes and we didn't know it. Which would be, like, real convenient for me if I was, like, feeling particularly clumsy. Just fucking plop a rat on my head and be like, oh. Right, a very graceful rat. <laughs> An extremely graceful rat that wasn't trying to eat me or bite me. or A rat that is significantly more cultured than the, the human that it is piloting. A rat that is also blue. <laughs> like, which is never really discussed, but, like. The rest of them are pretty normal rat colors for the most part. And this little motherfucker is just like, look at me. I walk on my back feet and I'm blue. <laughs> I cook food. Like, it's a weird movie, you guys. Um, yeah, this is it was it. This one was just on my mind because we I literally was just watching it today and I was like, wait a fucking second. Yeah, so. I feel like there are some other things like that, too, where the the way that they're presented, even if it's not, you know, this was told through through the main character or something as the, the effective narrator or something like that. Um, I feel like there are some other things that happen in these Disney films that are just like uh, all of the animated classics. There are moments where you're like, I'm sorry, the the candlestick did what? Yeah. You know, like the foot. <laughs> <laughs> like well, I guess that's a good point is is sort of off the rails here, but if you ran back to that small town and were like, Yeah, so the castle is enchanted and like, you know, the footstool barked. Uh <laughs> like I would definitely be thrown out into the snow as a crazy person. Like Yeah. So I guess that's fair. Are you you're arguing that the townsfolk in Beauty and the Beast were right? Is that is that I'm not that, are you I'm not is, saying are, are you arguing that the townsfolk in Beauty and the Beast were right? I'm saying that they did nothing wrong. Wow, wow. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it is one of those. No, things like it where, makes like, that's where you're like, uh, that like, is how normal people yeah, would like, react if yeah, someone that came in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, which is I'm why sorry. it doesn't track that these rats apparently all fucking accept that Remy was talking to a hallucination for months. I'm also kind of shocked going back to. Ratatouille. <laughs> what? Rat patootie. Rat patootie. Um, is like how after such uh, flagrant health code violations and like rat kidnapping, uh, did he manage to open a restaurant successfully? Like I feel like you need board of health approval to open restaurants, and they'd probably be like, eh, I don't know about you. Like, well, but um, the. The chef at, like, La Ratatouille, or whatever they called the second restaurant, um, is, what's her friggin' name? The fucking, oh my god, the woman, Janine Garofalo's character. (laughs) Anyway, whatever her fucking name is, um, because honestly, if you ask me to name any of them except Linguini, I probably can't. Um, She is the chef. 
Okay, so, so well, that's like right. maybe He's just the she's slightly absolved because like I don't think they even hardly noticed her because they just saw the rats and the rats took them away. So man, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. So I suppose although that's... ego is the funder, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Ego has connections, I'm sure. Being yeah. in the industry as long as he, he like has, was, he, probably pulled he some was. Um, he lost his reputation and blah blah blah, but like he still, I'm yeah. sure, had some pull. With yeah, some I'm sure folks, he could so. call in a favor or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just funny because like when when he finishes the story and they're above that restaurant, the small female rat beside him is like, and how would you know, like about ego, like finding success as a small business owner or whatever. And he he, like shows like she's like, well, how would you know? And I'm like, are you how are you this? This this is what you're fucking skeptical about. How ego is doing? Like you didn't. You you should have stopped the movie when he first mentioned a goddamn ghost for that line. Like it's just <laughs> it's just weird that at the end that's where the like skepticism comes out around his story. Like oh, it's that this guy's doing okay. Like what the fuck? Uh, honestly, I I feel like they could have gone a very different direction and just gone full on with the ghosts instead. <laughs> you know, just made it a ghost rat story. Yes. No. How how. Ghosts funny is it that as you mentioned that that scene all i can like immediately i get this immediate reaction of the closing song coming in yeah that's her name of the closing (laughs) song coming in and and like i still get chills at the end of that film just because like it's it's such a satisfying ending and it's it's just such a beautiful film and that just they did such a good job of just sort of rounding it out at the end, yeah. and it, it feels so nice. And they didn't do anything artificial with, like, and then Gusto's continued to run just fine despite the hundreds of rats in there. Like, right. They didn't do that. They were like, well, obviously they shut us down. Like, what the fuck else were they going to do? But, yeah, I just also would like you to know that I did not Google Colette. I just remembered suddenly. <laughs> That's why I yelled it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they wrapped it up well. Like, I think it, it was a, yeah. I love that song. It's stuck in my head again. I don't know any of the words, even though I speak some French. For some reason, I've just never put it in my head to learn all the words. I have every excuse because I don't speak <laughs> French. So True. For I me... don't, though. It's kind of embarrassing. Anyway... We are clearly still getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. I know we were a little bit behind last week. Yeah. I'm also just like, I'm struggling in the the absence of a trustworthy Walt Disney World news source to to always have good up-to-date news, but we'll fucking work on it. Um, Yeah. So this has been episode 16. Um, As always, you can contact us on boardandsassy.com. Just click contact. That's a Google form that'll... Shoot us over a response um, if you have questions or if you have feedback or if you have, if you want us to talk to you about why you should definitely go to Tiffin's if you're on a trip, um, anything like that. You can also contact us on Twitter. We are at Bored and Sassy. Um, and oh, and also, that's what I was going to say. I was actually a guest on uh, Magic Time uh, by Monorail News last week. Um, It's the Descendants 3 episode, so you can find that on all the usual podcasting apps. We talked about Descendants 3. It was a really, like, an hour and 15 minute long chat. Uh, 
I'm wearing Descendants 3 fucking nail polish right now, so I need to, I really like it. Um, But yeah, so you can find that on all of your usual podcast spots. It was really fun. Gray is a a great uh, host, so Uh, I don't have any other news. Contact anything? The bread service. That's why you go to Tiffin's. What? That's not, what? (laughs) Also, no, it fucking isn't. What? Who are you? No. No, everything. Anyway. But yes, I think um, that's the usual stuff. If you want us to chat about anything, we're happy to. We're, again, I said last episode that we were getting close to Fast Pass Day because my dumbass, for some reason, brained it to be 90 days and it's 60 days. Um, so we are still like a now we're getting close, but Uh, like almost a month (laughs) out, but, uh, but we do have a trip coming up in November. So ask us questions about your plan and stuff and things. Thanks for listening. Bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) There's no good bloopers this week because I'm not braining. Ratatouille. (laughs) What? Rat patootie. Rat patootie.